With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Close-up and personal songs from L.A.'s musical sweetheart and Cajun Swamp Party music with a symphony orchestra. <laughs> We've got it all here today. We talked to Karen Dizelle and Roddy Romero and the Hub City All-Stars. It's Music Friday Live, and we want you to stay tuned. Hey, Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by MySanFelipeVacation.com, which is your source for fabulous vacations at Mexico's Sea of Cortez. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. These bands are here to talk with you. So you can call in 347-215-7511, or you can email your questions and your comments to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And all of you who've already emailed in questions for Karen, we will read them on the air. Boy, you've got some some great fans out there. Well, I want to welcome all of our listeners on the cyberstationusa.com network and their radio affiliates. And those of you who are listening to us on Stitcher and iTunes and in London tonight too, when we get rebroadcast on the uh, Artist Echoes network. So if you're listening live and have questions or comments for our guests, call us 347-215-7511. If you're listening to a podcast or rebroadcast on one of our East Coast stations or in London, email your questions to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. We will forward your questions to our guests and they can reply directly to you. Well, I just like listening to Karen Dizelle. Everything she does, every song she writes and records is a little jewel. Uh, Karen knows how to go through my ears to stimulate the pleasure centers of my brain and the feeling centers of my heart. Some songs are happy, some songs are sad, and all are simultaneously personal and universal. Well, she was our guest here in 2014 for the release of her album, Lost and Found, and now she has just released a new EP, Room for Two, which really pushes boundaries that are extremely personal and heartfelt, even for her. Well, the result is superb music, and we are so happy to have her back after two years to catch up with her and sample the new EP. Karen, welcome back to Music Friday Live. It's been a long time since we've talked to you, and I see you've been busy. Yes. Hi. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, it's well, been it's been an interesting couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a, 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 a an even longer interview than we're going to have, right? Yeah. Well, let's talk about let's talk about the album, uh, right? Um, this album really takes advantage of your ability to combine sweetness and urgency in your voice. Now, was there an incident or an observation that led to this EP with these songs? Um, well. The title of the EP Room for Two was kind of an artistic concept that I wanted to explore. And the songs kind of came from that concept. And what it is, is in a conversation I had with a friend not so long ago, I was talking about a situation from my perspective. And they said to me, can there be room for two in this situation? Meaning like, can you see another side here? And I thought applying that to music could be kind of interesting because I think any good song leaves room for audience interpretation and um, the idea of like putting the structure of a story together, but then letting the audience decide what it means to them and creating room for two in the song struck me. So I thought um, it'd be fun to write songs 
kind of with that idea in mind. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Are, are these all yeah. new, newly written songs or have some of them been sort of floating around your head for a while? Um, the one that is the oldest is Home. And that one I had for a long time, but I was a little bit uh, hesitant to put it out just because it's deeply personal for me. But um, it seemed to fit this album, so I went for it. <laughs> All right. Well, it, it turns out "Home" is is my favorite song on, on the album. But I want to play another one. I want to play uh, "Alchemy," which is I spent yesterday listening to this song over and over. So this is alchemy. <laughs> That uh, that song is truly uh, alchemy, and and I love the percussion there uh, th- throughout, particularly at the beginning and throughout the song. Is that a drum pad or a loop? I mean, how, how did you create that heartbeat sound there? Um, that it's it's actually electronic, which is kind of um, different for me. I, it's not normally normally uh, everything on my songs is live instruments. Um, on the past couple albums and on, on all the other songs on this album, but we just decided to add an electronic element to this one song and see how it went. Um, and I really like it. Like, it's not really the direction I want to go. Uh, but I, I like having one song with that element. Um, didn't you do something similar to that in the song fearlessly? Um, Fearlessly has like a similar percussion sound, like a similar kind of um, reverberation with the beat, but that isn't uh, electronically. Okay, like I was just an effect of an instrument in a setting. Yeah, no, it's true. There is there is something similar there. All right. Well, your your um, your live performances, and I've seen you live. Your live performances encourage people to listen really close, which is something you don't always see in audiences these days. Um, have you developed tricks to get people to to quiet down and get off their cell phones and pay attention, or do you just not worry about it? <laughs> um, it's funny. I, you know what? I don't think I ever intentionally was like, I'm going to do this so that people are more engaged. But there are things that I have done that I've noticed help with that. Um, one of them is I've asked the audience, like I've kind of told them with the song heartbeats. I'm like, I'm not really sure what this song means yet. Like I, I wrote it and you know, I know it means something, but I'm not really sure what it's supposed to mean. So if you can tell me what you think it means after the show, and then people tend to listen a little bit more and give you feedback on what it means to them, which I like. Um, and then in another song, Colorado, I, I tend to ask people to sing along for the chorus. Like I'll teach them the chorus before I start and then ask them to sing with me. And that usually gets them, you know, engaged too. Well, it's, uh, it, it works. I, I was at one of those performances where you had the, the audience singing along with you. So it definitely <sighs> works. Well, as I mentioned earlier, my favorite song on the, uh, on the album is home and, uh, uh, which contrasts kind of nicely with the percussion scaffolding of alchemy because it extends your voice with guitar notes. Uh, so let's listen to a little bit of home here. Show me all the things My faulty eyes can't see You see 
the life unfolding in dreams. Uh, does that song describe a recurring dream? Um, that's an interesting, I like the way you put that. Uh, for me, that song is about reconnecting to whatever, you know, whatever higher being or source of, of calm or connection a person has. Um, so it's, I think like if the other songs on the album are about restlessness, you know, often from situations you create in your mind or human relationships or, or whatever, this song is kind of all about the place that everybody has inside them that's completely peaceful and um, and that just grounds you. And so uh, that song's kind of like an ode to a higher being. Well, there's a line in it that I, I went back and listened to a couple of times, several times actually, um, so, however life unfolds, I'll find the meaning and feel the rhythm when I feel most alone. Does that mm -hmm. refer to all of your songwriting, that uh, an activity best done alone, or or does it special for this album, which is called Room for Two? Well, see, and I love said that line to me. Which, this is what's so interesting and what I love the most about songwriting is how some people hear it is so different than how like um, I, I think of it at first, you know, and then I'm like, oh, that, that meaning is also there and it can't be an accident. But when I wrote that song, um, the line, when I feel most alone was supposed to be like a preposition for the next line. So when I feel most alone, you guide me home and you let me think I found it on my own. But the idea of like feeling the rhythm more when you're alone, I, I'd never really thought about that, that I put those two lines together too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there could definitely be something there that sometimes, you know, in, in, uh, solitude is when you're most likely to reconnect and find meaning on yeah, everything going okay. on. That makes sense. All right. Uh, we are talking with, uh, Karen Dizelle about her new EP room for two, and you can talk with her too. You can call in three, four, seven, two, one, five, 75, 11, or you can email us at uh, musicfridaylive at gmail.com, which is what is going on right now. We do have email. I'll get to them in a minute. Um, well, actually, why don't I just go right to the emails? Because one of your fans, a woman who describes herself as a super fan, this is Donna in Texas, <laughs> has a whole long list. I don't know. Do you know Donna in Texas? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Okay, well, she's got a long list of questions, and we're not going to do them all, Donna. Sorry about that. But we are going to ask some of them, and one of them is, how does your humanity and spirituality feed your art? Wow, what a great question. Um, well, I mean, I think most of the songs are drawn on my own like firsthand experience, right? So like my humanity, right? Like the interactions I have with people or the emotions I have, which I think most people share, you know? It's, um, but I think the spirituality comes into play when you're like, how do I take these very like human responses or human situations and find what's universal about them and like a way to use them as a vehicle to connect with every other person out there and give them like a, a song or lyrics or something that might resonate and make them feel less alone and so I think that's where the humanity you know you, you get to the heart of what's very human about this and then automatically it kind of transcends your situation it becomes more spiritual because it connects us does that make okay. sense yeah that makes a lot of sense uh, she also <laughs> wonders if um, you've heard any stories about that happening about your music impacting or helping someone um, yeah, actually, one thing came to mind when you said that. I remember one of, like, maybe three years ago, one of the first times I ever heard from my music, um, they wrote and talked, they said something about the song Love You Anyway, and just, all they said, it was very simple, but it meant a lot to me. They said, um, I really like that song because I went through the same thing, but I didn't really have the words to explain it, so thanks for writing it. And I 
felt like walking down the street that day reading that like my whole chest just felt like full of yellow light like I was so happy like it was such a a strange happiness where I was like that's exactly what I wanted to do like that's that's what the whole thing's about so it just it was the most rewarding feeling I think that I ever had from this whole thing um this whole pursuit so it was it it, uh that that one always stood out to me because it was kind of the first like the first time that happened wow Wow, what a great way to spend the day. Uh, let's see, uh, Santiago yeah. in uh, WeHo, for those of, you, those of you who aren't in Los Angeles, that's West Hollywood, wants to know, will you be touring or playing in L.A. to support the, the record? Yes, um, I will be. And that I'm going to put some dates up on my website as they become confirmed, but I'm talking to some people actually in Hollywood and um, as well as someone in New York, uh, in Austin. So I'm looking at those three cities, um, still to come. I've, I've been touring a little bit this summer, uh, already, but I think those cities will all have shows in there soon. And you can just check my website, um, or social channels. And I always announce them as they're coming up. Okay. Well, speaking of Austin, we have an email from Austin. This is from Sophia in Austin. And she wants to know, do you produce your own recordings? And is it lonely being on the stage by yourself with no band? (laughs) No, um, my producer is John Adair, and he is extremely talented. Uh, He also plays a lot of the instruments on on the EP. Um, So that's all his brilliant work. Uh, Being on the stage alone... I think can have pros and cons to that. Like it can, you know, it definitely creates a lot more intimacy. Um, one good thing about it is if I mess up, it's really easy for me to cover it up. But if other people are depending on me playing something correctly, then it it can kind of fall apart a lot easier. Um, so that's one thing I like about being alone. Um, but, uh, you know, always, always when someone else brings their, like their energy to the stage, it's, it's nice. And for bigger shows, I'll, I'll usually have people join me, but I kind of like the intimacy of, of playing solo sometimes. So okay. they're, they're both good one, in different ways. We have one more email from, uh, Jay Diesel. Uh, right. no relation. Sure. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Jay wants to know what was the inspiration for alchemy? Oh, um, so alchemy was a song I wrote as a gift for somebody, uh, that I was dating. And it's all about how, when you love somebody, all these ordinary things begin to seem extraordinary and it just brings a sort of alchemy into your life. Um, and I just thought it was kind of, it's just such a phenomenal experience. So I was paying tribute to that as well as, um, to the person who inspired that when I wrote that song. Okay, well, it uh, is definitely, like I said, an, an alchemy song. Here's another one, too. This is the title song from the EP. This is Room for Two. Play a little of this. We're coming into it now. I always knew this somehow. These were the dreams I could. Step I'm found. There's no turning back now. But all this talk of money brings me down. So play. So many great lines in the, that song that are that are cinematic. I mean, you you create images in that song. Um, I can just see it in my mind. Uh, right? The uh, did 
did you see the images? I mean, is that about images or about uh, memories in your life? Yeah, that's that's one of the ones I sometimes will think about the meaning, and I don't know if it's funny. My friend Sarah Noel, who's a great musician, she has this term where she says you, some songs they just kind of come to you like unique gifts, and she calls them unique gift songs. And it, they, you don't always understand like where they come from or the inspiration, but then you think about it after and kind of figure it out. Like it's almost like a subconscious kind of thing. Um, I love the way she puts that. But but uh, I think that song is kind of about um, like how dreams can be kind of bittersweet. Like the first verse, I think, is a lot about the pursuit of music for me and um, how that can be a bittersweet journey. And then the second one, I think, is about, you know, um, relationships are getting close to somebody and how that can be bittersweet. Um, so that's that's the meaning that I have kind of derived from it. There's a there's a lot of lines in that. You know, I often say that poetry is not dead. It's all around us. We just call it lyrics now. And that's really oh, true for that. you. Um, Thank you. The the line that kind of sticks out to, for me there is there's no turning back now. All this talk of money brings me down. I can't yeah. tell you how many t art times <laughs> artists have told me that. Um, and that's what I mean, meant when I said you combine the personal and the universal so well. Um, have you ever thought about publishing your lyrics as poetry? I mean, I know you post some on your Facebook page, and there's there's such wonderful poetry. Thank you. Um, I enjoy that part immensely, uh, like the, the writing of the lyrics. Um, there is actually a publication coming out, again, by my aforementioned friend, Sarah Noel, where she has gathered lyrics from a lot of singer-songwriters, um, some very established and some more emerging, and she publishes one of their songs as poetry. So I'll be in that publication, which is coming out later this year. Um, I have thought about it, like about, you know, I do, I like writing, I like words, and I like, you know, um, I'd like to write prose and poetry. I mean, I love all that. So I've, I've thought about it before, but music has always, it's kind of like what you said, it's, that's, that's where poetry lives these days. So it's kind of the best vehicle to get your lyrics heard, to get your poetry heard <laughs> through music. Um, and, and, you know, I think music adds a lot to the mood of it. So I, I enjoy writing music, but I think I've, you know, I've thought about it and it might be something I do at some point, but thank you for that. That's really, it's nice to hear. Well, it has, as Henry Kissinger used to say, it has the added advantage of being true. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. When uh, when you sit down and 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 write, like I I just said that that particular song and lines like that uh, create images that that you can be very cinematic. Uh, that one particularly makes me kind of remember overcast rainy days in San Francisco, and sitting and um, looking out a window in, into that. Did do you? see images when you write yes yeah i do i do see images um it's it's so funny like it, because sometimes i don't even really think about these things but now that you mention it it's like i definitely do yeah and i when i listen to it i see images too um oh. you know i think that song particularly in my mind like the way that i imagine it is almost like a story you know, but it just like all these kind of different scenes strung together that don't necessarily necessarily follow each other, but they kind of seem to make sense following each other. And that that was, you know, again, sort of the goal with the room for two thing was just to create enough images or scenes so that people can decide what the story really means. Um, but yeah, for that one, I definitely see images, too. I like your San Francisco image. <laughs> They're just there. That's what the song that the song uh, creates. Do, do you um, get involved in, in translating those images in, into your videos? Um, so the videos I've done so far, uh, one of them, Love You Anyway, was done by my friends, um, Marianella and Richard Borgo. And that was completely their concept. Everything about it, I just showed up and did what they told me to do. And it, it turned out really well. So I can't take any credit for that. Um, uh, Susie's song I did with, actually my cousin helped me 
create that. Her name's Gracie Tarver. She's really great at um, videos. And she, but I had a little bit more to do with that one, like the concept of it. And um, the concept for that one was I asked my friends and family to send me a video or photo of something they saw that was beautiful in the past, you know, couple of weeks or to look for something beautiful and send it to me. And then I used all of that to create the video, which is all sort of about, you know, enjoying life. <laughs> so it worked out really well and it was fun to get, you know, I mean, you can imagine two o'clock on some idle Tuesday, you get this video from a friend you haven't heard from in a while and it's, you know, something special there to them. It's a nice, okay. it was a nice process. Well, we have, I think, uh, just about enough time for, for one more song. And um, it's another one of my favorite songs from the, the EP. This is I'd Go Anywhere. You called today just to say you moved far away. And remember when, remember then. Remember San Francisco, you say I'd go anywhere, I'd go anywhere, I'd go anywhere to be with you cause it was never quite so good. you put that in um like i said reminds me of, of uh the time in san francisco it creates the mental movie that that one too and although it's only one line it it uh it conjures up in the listener your memories or our versions of your memories um did you know that when you wrote it that you were going to be conjuring up memories in other people um that one was a very unique song, like the writing process for that one, because it was definitely one of those unique gift songs. I I literally had been sitting in traffic all day. I'd gotten a phone call that day that kind of threw me off from someone I hadn't talked to in a while. And I, when I got back, you know, I didn't really feel feel much anything, but when I got back to my house, I just picked up the guitar and that song came out almost exactly how it is right now. And it was just done upon inception. Um, wow. So I didn't put a lot of thought into the audience <laughs> when I wrote that one, but I'm glad that it has that effect. I mean, that, that definitely is the goal, you know, is to conjure up memories and people and stuff. But, but yeah, that one was a, well, that one was a funny one. Well, well Karen, unfortunately we must be having too much fun because the clock is saying that we're out of time. <laughs> All right. So okay. uh, uh, real quick, uh, tell people where they can best get your music. I know you're out on iTunes. Where else would you like them to go? Yeah, iTunes is the best place to buy the album. Um, you can also listen to me on Pandora. I've got a station there, um, Spotify, SoundCloud. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can get in touch on Twitter, Facebook. It's all just my name. Um, okay. But thank you, Patrick, for having me. I'm a big fan of the show, so I appreciate it. Well, well, thank you for taking the time to be with us. Uh, it was it was a joy, to say the least. Uh, this is Karen DeGiselle. Follow her on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. You should especially check out her beautiful new website, uh, www.karendeGiselle.com. And be sure and download, buy, listen, stream the new album somehow. Put it in your collection and in your earphones because it's going to make your day feel wonderful well we're going to take a break right now and hear from our uh, our wonderful sponsor but don't go away we will be right back just two hours south of the california border lies the enchanting seaside town of san felipe baja california where friendly people warm waters and a relaxing vacation awaits 
And it all starts at www.mysonfelipevacation.com. Whether you choose to golf on the 18-hole championship course overlooking the Sea of Cortez with friends, enjoy a romantic weekend for two on the beach, or take the whole family for a fun-filled weekend of shopping and activities, you'll be sure to find just the right accommodations at mysanfelipevacation.com. So what are you waiting for? Isn't it time you got away? Visit www.mysanfelipevacation.com today. That's www.mysanfelipevacation.com. See you in San Felipe. Boy, I wish I had a voice like that. <laughs> All right, well... Well, I would like to see you in San Felipe because I'm going to be going down there. But when you call in or when you log on to the website, remember to use the discount code MFL5. That's MFL5. And that will get you a 5% discount on your weekend, your your week getaway, whatever. So that's MFL5 when you log on to MySanFelipeVacation.com. I had the onerous duty yesterday of spending a good part of the morning listening to the music of the Hub City All-Stars from Lafayette, Louisiana. And it's taken me most of this morning to remove the smile from my face so I can talk without either humming or dancing. All the music of Louisiana is infectious. And any Dr. John fan knows that. But the Hub City All-Stars are doubly infectious. In fact, they're addictive. They're nonstop. They have so earned their Grammy nomination and the title of Notorious Louisiana Roots Rockers. Joining us today are Roddy Romero and Eddie Adcock of the Hub City All-Stars, and we are really honored to have them. Roddy and Eddie, welcome to Music Friday Live. Hello, hello. Thank you so much. Now, since there's two of you, uh, we need to, to have you uh, distinguish yourselves so our audience can tell. So, Roddy, why don't you say hello? Hello, everybody. I'm calling from Grand Coteau, Louisiana. Okay. And this and, is Eric uh, Adcock. Uh, this is Eric, and I'm calling from Big Abbeville, Louisiana. Okay. All right. I think we can tell your voices apart now. So, um, I have a, a, a an immediate question for you, because right? I've been listening to this, this album um, and like I've often said, it's a good thing I have a long extension cord on my earphones because I can dance that way. And the new album, incidentally, is <laughs> Gulfstream. And it was produced by the legendary British producer John Porter. Um, I'm curious, how did the notorious Louisiana Roots Rockers end up with one of the top British producers? <laughs> that's a, well, that's, that's a great, great question. question. Yeah, I think uh, in simple terms for me, uh, we were introduced by actually Eric's brother, uh, Charles Adcock, down in New Orleans. Uh, John Porter was living in New Orleans for quite a few years, uh, he and his wife, uh, making records down there. And uh, I think one night at, uh, at the old Chicky Wawa place, he turned up and danced the night away and had some, uh, some good drinks with the band. And uh, we formed a friendship immediately. Uh, I know that Eric has a have some thoughts about that as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, it's not too often that you get, you know, a guy who's produced great BB King records, Taj Mahal records, Santana, you know, hanging around town. And, uh, and he has always loved roots music. If you look at his pedigree, uh, of course there's the Smiths and Rocky Roxy music, but in his, throughout his career, he's just really dug good soul blues and cultural roots music. And, uh, like, and it was a great fit, and he was willing to take on the project only if he could take it from start to finish. That was his caveat. He wanted from the first downbeat all the way to uh, engineering um, mixes. And we're really, really proud of the record and glad he was on board. Well, he did a great job, and uh, I would like to give our uh, listeners a little sample of what a great job he did on this record. This is Rock and Roll Soul Radio. I don't know
Well, that'll certainly wake you up. Uh, tell me, gentlemen, um, is that kind of a boogie beat back there? Well, no doubt. I mean, we come from South Louisiana where people still like to hold each other close and dance real tight. And, you know, ever since the 1950s, when American music was kind of born in South Louisiana to today, people like to dance and like to have a fat backbeat. And I would definitely consider that a boogie beat. Uh, this is Eric, and I wrote that song, and I come from a history of boogie-woogie and New Orleans-style syncopated piano. And uh, I think that song uh, kind of covers all those bases, so to speak. Well, I love it. I, I think I'm going to get some email from people in, in Cleveland about uh, where rock and roll started, but we'll see. Okay. <laughs> there are some, I'd like yeah, to argue that point. Uh-huh. Um, there are some uh, <laughs> lines in there that, that really hit me. Um, believe it or not, I do listen to the, the, the lyrics, even on a song like that. But now the records don't pop and the tubes don't glow. What's happened to rock and roll and soul radio? Well, is that your take on the state of music today? Uh, yeah, and one of my more disgruntled afternoons flipping through channels on every possible station. And, you know, back in the day, you knew who your disc jockey was. Of course, uh, you're in that business now on an Internet uh, way and, and, and what you do. But uh you know, it just it, things didn't feel the same as, as they might have a while back. And uh, uh, I thought, you know, what's happened? I know the music still exists out there that's being created. That's great. But uh, sometimes commercial radio can can have its effects on, on the listening audience. But uh, I miss the old days. I'm an old soul, so to speak. <laughs> OK, well, sometimes I miss the old days, too. But uh, uh, that's a that's a different interview. Um, Roddy, you play the slide guitar, the accordion, and the guitar, and those are the ones I know of. Maybe you play some other things too. Um, where did you? When did you get introduced to the accordion? I understand there's kind of a story there. Well, uh, it started when I was very young. Uh, music has always been around our family uh, since I can remember. Sunday afternoons, some musicians in the family would have some jams after lunchtime. So uh, I was introduced, I guess, when I was maybe five years old to the instrument. My grandfather played a handful of songs around the house, uh, his old Horner button box. And uh, he would let me have it after he would play his handful of songs. And I'd go in the back room and, and just make noises with it. Uh, my dad bought a box for my brother and I when I was nine years old. And, and uh, I swiped it from him and locked myself in the room for the next two years with good vinyl records, <laughs> Cajun and the Creole <laughs> music from down here. So that's, uh, that's how long I've been playing that instrument. I'm 40 years old now. So it's been a quite a ride around the world playing accordion. <laughs> uh, I'll say, and of course the accordion's coming back too. It's, it's kind of the go-to, uh, instrument in, <clears throat> in rock and roll bands. I've even seen one in a heavy metal band. It's, uh, it's making yeah, its right, reappearance. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, the, here here in South Louisiana, it's still very much neighborhood music, and and uh, you can go on any given night uh, in towns like Lafayette and uh, and hear French music or accordion music all night long. So mm -hmm. it's a beautiful place, and it's and it's a historical instrument too. It was invented, I think, in eighteen twenty two, so it goes back a ways. Um, you mentioned Absolutely. that. Um, you mentioned that music was Louisiana music is all around you. I had the uh, pleasure of uh, spending a couple of weeks in New Orleans with a Creole woman who had family in in various parts of the bayous, and we would go out there into the bayous and uh, for family gatherings. You made it out and alive, right? I made. <laughs> I'm not sure my tongue did. <laughs> um, uh, you make some hot food in, in Louisiana, but. It was Absolutely. all good, Absolutely. but every yeah. one of those those family gatherings was a was a music fest, and there was generally more than one accordion. It was a, it was a lot of fun. I'll never forget those experiences. Well, That's um, great. I want to, speaking of those experiences, I uh, uh, I've got a song here that really highlights how you make the accordion a powerful lead instrument. This is a this is One Trick Pony, and it's, it's on the new album, and I want to just start it right off here so people can hear it. Yo, One Trick Pony, good for jumping 
Boy, that uh, that really uh, hits home, and that definitely is a stand-up and dance with my earphones on uh, piece of music. Eddie, the, the piano back there. Um, I think I hear a little bit of the ghost of Jerry Lewis uh, on that piano. Uh, <laughs> did you write that song, or, or do you just get back there and do it because it feels good? Uh, well, that's how we write every song, actually. I don't think the two are very separated. <laughs> uh, uh, I, it's a standard blues, pretty much, but uh, I'm definitely inspired by all the great Louisiana piano players, Jerry Lee Lewis included, from Faraday, Louisiana. And of course, there's uh, the great Dr. John and Fats Domino and um, <laughs> Professor Longhair and Alan Toussaint. So we have a host of wonderful piano players. And Clifton Chenier, the great Zotico artist, actually played piano accordion. So all those uh, all those good honky-tonk Louisiana piano players have fed into my inspiration for sure. Um, how did you two guys get together, and, and how long have you, has the band been together? Well, Roddy and I have been playing together for about uh, 25 years. And, um, you know, we come from a fairly small town, Lafayette, Louisiana, which is kind of the hub city, hence the name. And uh, when we were kids, Roddy was already touring, playing Montreal Jazz Festival all over North America, Canada. And uh, and I was, you know, playing boogie-woogie and rhythm and blues, Louisiana piano in the nightclubs as a young teenager as well. And it just made sense because here are two young kids that live pretty close to each other that were both pretty much playing professionally, Roddy on a much bigger level. And uh, he asked me to come get on the train, and I got on, and I haven't gotten off yet. It's been a great run all around the world. <laughs> Did, did I hear a, a, another comment back there? Oh, just giggles, absolutely. We're, uh, <laughs> right. Since we since we met as teenagers, uh, most of the time we still act like teenagers, <laughs> which is a good <laughs> thing right. and, and a bad thing, of course, always. Well, so, all right, I'm not going to get into that. Fun, we wouldn't be doing. <laughs> We're gonna, I'm going to remind our audience that we are talking with Roddy Romero and Eddie Adcock of the band. The Hub City All-Stars are talking about their new album and about being teenagers. And you can uh, talk to them, too. You can call in if you're not at work, uh, 347-215-7511. Or you can email your questions to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And, okay, I'm going to read the emails that have come in because we've had a lot of people emailing already. Uh, Shamina in um, Tucson wants you to repeat the names of the towns that you're now located in and she wants to know if you're actually out in the bayous with the alligators <laughs> well not today i'm uh, i'm calling in from grand coteau or grand coteau uh the english say around here it means big hill in french and uh it is north of lafayette maybe about 12 miles or so where are you at eric well i'm i'm, I'm way down south so if, if, if lafayette's the kind of epicenter of the hub roddy's a, a few miles north of that in, in, in a valley up there everything's pretty flat and i'm in vermilion parish uh, in a little town called abbeville louisiana uh, which is an old french town near the gulf of mexico so i'm about uh, i don't know about 12 miles from the marshes of vermilion bay and I guess between the two of us, we're equidistant from Lafayette. I'm south about uh, 18 miles, and Roddy's north about 18 miles. But uh, we were both born and raised in Lafayette, but as we've gotten older, we've settled to these little rural communities that have provided lots of inspiration. In fact, the title track of the record called Gulfstream was inspired by a family from here who owns an oyster bar in just about the, the, the community we have in a small town like Abbeville. I draw lots of my inspiration from, from sense of place, and I know Roddy does as well. It's a unique place in the world, this whole area. And we're going to play uh, uh, Gulfstream a little later. And absolutely, it is a unique place in, in, in the world. I've, I've been there myself, and uh, there is nothing like it uh, in the United States particularly, but but worldwide. I've got a number of people who want to know if you had uh, if you were impacted by hurricanes recently. Well, thanks for the concern. Uh, you know, we always keep our eye out on her, eyes out for hurricanes. The bad ones are horrible, and the and the uh, the little ones are, are interesting and sometimes provide us an opportunity to get together with friends and have a hurricane party. But ever since Hurricane Katrina and Rita, we take it very seriously now. Uh, they can be very deadly. Uh, recently, we were impacted by some very, very bad flooding that was very tropical, but it wasn't a, a hurricane per se, but it acted like one. It dumped a bunch of rain and it was slow moving. And it was just stunning. It was a thousand year flood that happened here in the Acadiana region last year. 
area, and uh, thousands of people's homes were full of water. Uh, luckily, Roddy and I got by unscathed, so thanks for your concern. But uh, that was this, this month, and it was really something to see, submerged cars and people uh, with four feet of water in their houses. It was unreal. We live in the, near the bayous in the, in the lowlands of Louisiana, and, and weather can definitely be a concern. Wow. Um, Randy in San Francisco wants to know if you're planning on a West Coast tour with a stop in San Francisco for the album. Well, we're working on some things on the West Coast right now. Uh, we hope to be uh, that way. Uh, not, don't want to count our blessings yet, but uh, uh, if, we can, if we can conjure up a nomination, hopefully, for this record uh, with the Grammys, uh, we don't want to jinx, jinx it, but uh, if we do get out there in February, uh, hopefully we'll string some shows together. Uh, we did just get back from Portland, so we were a little north of y'all, but uh, we yeah. love it out there, and as soon as, as soon as we can get out there, we will, but it, it's in the works. Uh, spe- speaking of uh, in- reasons to come out to the to the West Coast, do you guys plan to come to Nam? I've never been to Nam, Roddy. Have you ever been out there for Nam? I have not been to Nam. No. Okay. We don't get out much for down our, here in Creole country. Uh, for <laughs> our our listeners, Nam is the National Association of Music Merchandisers, and it's the largest convention of musicians and mm-hmm. people who make musical instruments in in the world. It's a uh, I, I always go and I actually broadcast live from there. Um, 90,000 people a day show up oh, wow. at NAM. It's quite a deal. It's we, in the Anaheim We know Convention it's incredible. Center. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, there's an, if I recall, last year there was part of a floor dedicated to nothing but accordions. Oh, wow. <laughs> that doesn't that accordion, you. That many accordions in the same room. I'm not sure of it. <laughs> okay all right well you know as uh, as i said i listened to this album uh, uh half of yesterday and the more i listened to it it became obvious at least to me that this is this album is a lot more than just south louisiana music that you guys are, are kind of pushing boundaries and you're also sort of pushing the genre um is that am i hearing something there or is that really true no, oh, absolutely, absolutely. It, it's for for me personally, and and I know I speak for Eric a, a lot in this. Our our heroes. We didn't have to go so far to find our heroes, and most of them are with blessings are still around these days. Uh, Buckwheat Zotico, Sonny Landris, uh, Cliff going further back, Clifton Chenier. So it, it's it's our interpretation of our heroes and their music and and absolutely i approach songwriting and in writing and in the way of clifton or or i would like to for something to sound this way or to get capture that feel uh it's been a long a long lineage of of great music that that keeps getting passed on you know starting back in the early 20s with uh, uh amadeo ardwan and dennis mcgee with the first recordings before that it was passing on music through through dances through house dances so uh that's how i feel that we're just interpreting we're the next generation of it maybe um not to sound too cliche but i'm sorry but every every great tree has big deep roots and that's where we come from but it has big branches too that reach forward and Mm -hmm. and we're, we're trying to draw from those cultural traditional um, inspirations, but not be bound by them. The, the music has to evolve. And um, if we just kept, if all the bands around here kept playing the same songs over the last century, it would die. You have to keep fertilizing and growing. So, you know, even though you might hear a song that doesn't sound like a traditional Cajun or Zotico song on our record, it's definitely inspired by those roots, but it's tr- we're trying to move things forward and, and be who we are and true to ourselves as writers as well. Well, I think you've accomplished that and uh, very well. And, and, at least I noticed it. All right. And hopefully when all, when uh, the many thousands of people who should be buying this album do so, uh, they get back to you and tell you that they notice it too. Uh, Roddy, you mentioned (laughs) heroes. Uh, And I I understand that uh, you got introduced to the slide guitar by one of your heroes at the Montreal jazz festival. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. What a, what a great experience. And, 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 such a memory that was going to last me forever. 
um, kind of started tinkering around with a guitar, a uh, young teenager. And uh, I started hear about, hearing about this slide player. Well, as Eric said before, we were touring uh, quite young and we happened to play the Montreal Jazz Fest and, and you know, be in the same city. I remember hearing this this guitar tone that I never really heard before and I, I felt myself walking faster and faster toward the stage and it was about sound check time of the day and I look up on this huge stage and as, it, as if the clouds parted maybe it was a sunny Landris uh, playing these things with a slide a bottleneck slide and I've, I've really never seen that before uh, like I said just very sheltered to my own first instrument the accordion but uh, this was a new world that, that opened up very quickly to me and uh been it's been such an uh a long and 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 fruitful and such an honor to be around him you know living 10 miles away from us and he being so gracious enough to come to our shows and uh play in the band as well at times and uh in fact tonight we're we're gonna play a show with Sonny, speaking of right here in crowley louisiana so uh i'm just intrigued and in awe of his talent every time i'm oh. i'm around him well another uh, uh interesting story that uh, I'd, I'd love to hear we only have about six minutes left but uh, uh there's a video of you playing with a symphony orchestra how did that happen? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll take this one, Roddy. Well, um, yeah, man. you know, we, we have a really cool conductor here in Lafayette. Uh, um, um, and he is trying to get music in the symphonic production of music uh, more into the communities. But he also wants to support the culture that comes out of the community that we're in. And, you know, Beethoven didn't live in South Louisiana or neither did Chopin, W.C. or Bach. But, you know, Clifton Chenier, uh, Roddy Romero and the Hudson City All-Stars do. So w one afternoon he came up to us and met with Roddy and I and said, what I'd like to do is take a few of your songs from your recording and have them scored with a symphonic score up in New York and then have the symphony perform it and have the, the people from around the area to come experience your band with a symphony orchestra behind it. And it was really the craziest thing we've ever heard of. And, you know, Roddy and I are both self-taught. We don't read music. And to see symphonic score of songs that we had written was really a special moment for us. Uh, and uh, it's a hats off, hats off to the conductor as well for, for, for bridging cultural music and classical music together for the community. It was a real hit. Well, we should uh, tell all of our listeners to go take a look at that. We've got a couple of your songs up here that I want to play. This is uh, Creole Nightingale. And the mind was gone Never know if it's when place is shown I wanted uh, to, to play a little bit of that one because it really shows off that slide guitar. And then uh, I want to play the title uh, track for the album. This is uh, Gulfstream. been shucking dozens since 42 Iron tub ice down full of false staff blue Black head of sun Bobby Charles called blue Catholic church bells told the Louisiana blue That picked that you said that was about an oyster bar and uh, the owner of the oyster bar and it paints such a wonderful, wonderful picture. Well, we are out of time, unfortunately, uh, even though there's some great lines in that one, like 
the line politicians, trappers, priests, and more have all strolled through these double French doors and on and on. I mean, just, I'd love to have another hour with you guys just to talk about your, your lyrics. And, uh, but unfortunately, we don't. So where should people go to get the new album and all of your music? Well, thanks for having us. And uh, they can, of course, go to the big iTunes to download it, Amazon. It's available at all the uh, digital uh, distributors uh, worldwide. Uh, also, RoddyRomero.com, R-O-D-D-I-E, Romero, R-O-M-E-R-O.com. And we also have an official Facebook page as well. We'd love to befriend you and so you can follow uh, what we're up to. And I have been to that Facebook page numerous times, and it has a wonderful collection of videos on it. So I want all of our listeners after this show, which is just about over, to go take a look at that Facebook page, look at those videos, and you should also get a copy of the album and all the albums there. Well, I really have to say thank you so much uh, for taking the time uh, to be with us and, and calling in from two two disparate cities and making it all work. This has been so much fun, and I want you to know I just really love your music. Thank you so thank much. You, it's an honor to be on your we show. Re- really appreciate it. You have been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates and the Artists Echoes Network in uh, the UK. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feeds, and you'll get a real-time update on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartleben. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. You can download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com, Music Friday, and uh, later on it'll be on iTunes, too. Be here next Friday. Our guest will be Eligura La Lucha, and if we're really lucky, the legendary producer Casey Porter from Hollywood. So check our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we'll update you on our guests. That's it for now. Have a wonderful weekend, and we're going to leave you with a little bit more of the Creole Nightingale. City All Stars, and uh, like I said, I'm Patrick Hepperness. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.